Blog Talk Radio. Cancer Answer Show in sunny San Diego. Uh, this is Arnie Levine. I'm the host of the show. And uh, today's show is going to be about physical therapy. It's a great topic because for those cancer survivors and any other major health issues, it's always good to have post-treatment to be able to have recovery. And physical therapy has personally been a, a, a big accomplishment to overcome some major challenges regarding my personal health issues. And um, we have our our co-host is Stephen Izakovich. Stephen, how are you today? All right, we might have a small technical difficulty there. Um, so we'll continue with the show. Um, show is sponsored by County Properties. Uh, local real estate company. I'm the broker owner. Countyproperties.net is how you're able to go to our website and we'll help you and your family uh, find your dream home come true and we'll take care of you just like your own family. So thank you for joining us, everybody. And our guest that we have today is from Nexus Physical Therapy. And we have the owner is Chad and also my own personal therapist, uh, from Nexus is Myas. So, Bazik is your last name. And Chad, what's your last name? I wasn't prepared for you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Mora. Chad. Chad Mora. Okay. Mora. So, um, welcome to the show, guys. So, you're, <clears throat> I'll start with you, Chad, since um, you're the owner of, um, am I saying it right? So, it's Nexus Physical Therapy? Yes, sir. And, um, so, uh, and your, how did you wind up uh, getting involved in your company? Uh, are you the sole proprietor or a partnership or a corporation? No, I, uh, after I graduated, I worked for a couple uh, clinics and I ended up with this outpatient clinic with a older gentleman. He was in his late seventies and at the time he was w- wanting to retire and downsize. So I, uh, I he gave me the opportunity to buy it, so I bought the first one from um, from him back in 2001. And after that, I just um, progressively found different opportunities. And I, when an opportunity came across, I seized it. And next thing you know, I now I have seven businesses and or seven offices and a bunch of great employees. Well, you must be doing something right, because uh, to be able to grow. Everything is service-based, so obviously you have a passion or a commitment for what you do. So, and being a patient in your facility in El Cajon, which is, uh, what's the address on that one? You might as well promote yourself. I'll give you a chance to. 522 Hamishaw Road. Okay. And what's the best way for people to get in contact uh, with with your office? That would be our website. uh, www. 
nexuspt.com. All right, awesome. And um, and also we have uh, one of your therapists, Myas. So welcome to the show. Good afternoon. So how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good today. Getting uh, over a little cold, so if I sound a little hoarse, it's because of that. <laughs> okay. Uh, of course, I can't miss your laugh, so it's infectious. Um, how long have you been a How long have you been a physical therapist for? Probably um, what three years now. Wow, I thought you... actually four years. Four years now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you seem very experienced. I was confident with you uh, treating treating me. I recently been in a car accident, so I had sore neck and muscles and. And then I had the um, the opportunity to experience vertigo, not the movie, but the <laughs> real vertigo. So you did a great but job with that. Maya's been in the PT business for a lot longer than four years, so. Uh, see, I knew that because she, I, she had this confidence, the air of confidence. Yes. Te- technically. So how many years total? So I've been in the physical therapy business. For about 11 years, but I've actually been a licensed physical therapist for four. Oh, I got you. Uh, so See, you've been – oh, go ahead. And fortunately, when you, when you can find an, a, an employee that has all aspects of the business, it's wonderful. She's worked from the front desk to tech. She did it all. So it's always nice to have a therapist because that way they can see all the different angles of the business, not just getting patients better, but also how the – how the business runs, you know, the ins and outs of everything. And it's nice to have that um, option. Well, that's good. And uh, what, what brought, what brought you um, into becoming a physical therapist? What was your major drive with that? Well, I'll have to do a shout out to Dr. Dwyer from East Stroudsburg University in Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) When I went to get my undergraduate, I was actually going to do athletic training And I wasn't really sure why I was an athlete at the time. So I kind of wanted to do something with that. And he pulled me aside and was like, why don't you consider kinesiology? And kind of told me all my options with that and how I could branch out. And I fell in love with it. And then I did my first rotation at a physical therapy clinic out there as like a volunteer. And I had the opportunity of working with a veteran that had two knee replacements at the same time that came in in a wheelchair. And when I was done working with him, he was walking out of the clinic. So it was a really gratifying and rewarding experience. And I was, I wanted to be able to do that for more people and it felt really good. So I ended up taking the route into getting my doctorate in physical therapy after that. Well, I, as a patient, um, I think I, we started in, uh, end of September when I came in from the car accident, it, it wasn't that bad. I, I know I can't talk about other patients by name, but witnessing some of the patients that, that your office has handled Chad and Maya's, uh, doing personally, you know, the way she, um, uh, participates are you considered a supervisor or there or just a lead year or a senior therapist yeah so i'm the clinical director at the alcohol alcohol location 
I got you. So, I mean, the way it, it, it runs, it runs smooth, but the, I, I, you know, felt bad about myself and, you know, I start whining in, internally, not externally about, oh, it's like, you know, I'm having trouble sleeping because I had neck surgery <clears throat> in the past, a fusion and a car accident. And then I see your patients, the other patients that have very big challenges, which humbled me a, a lot. And then how much care and, and uh, consideration and, you know, doing baby steps of micromanaging them into uh, better health. I, I, I was totally blown away. Uh, by your commitment and Chad, by you know, obviously you're the the source of everything. But uh, you have a very very good director there, and and I haven't been to your other clinics. Uh, truthfully, I don't want to go anymore. I want to stay healthy. <laughs> um, but I have confidence that anybody that um, goes in for therapy that they're going to get the best treatment. So. Um, I, now this is the name of the show is Cancer Answer. So I'm a survivor like 20 years, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, 20 years ago, I thought if I made it five years, it would have been a miracle. Actually, if I would have made it to another two weeks, I was at stage four. Stage four, I thought that would have been a miracle. So, uh, but here I am, and thanks to good treatment, and uh, what's most important is the spirit being healthy and and fighting through all the medical stuff and rehabbing, which brings me back Same. to why I think, thank you. What, what you guys do is very good for fellow cancer survivors or other types of uh, challenges that from people I've seen in there, some of those bad accidents and, and either way, these are major challenges to overcome. And mostly is the spirit, how you guys keep the spirit in a joyful, positive place uh, but I wanted to ask you, Chad, if you're willing to share about your background. You have experience being a cancer survivor, so would you like to talk about that? Sure. Yeah. I uh, actually this September was my five years. I was five years ago last September. I was diagnosed with uh, stage four tongue cancer. Um, ah. Not a smoker or drinker. Um, just. Uh, working out one day and the side of my neck all swelled up. Uh, the lymph system was full of cancer and, uh, you know, that's, you never want to hear that, that word and coming from a nice, healthy person, I would have never, you know, it's, it's definitely a, uh, a life changing event, not only for you, but I think probably even more for your, the, your family that's around you. They, I think they went through more of, more of it than I did. I was just, you know, yeah going through the treatment <laughs> yeah it, you know we've had other shows um and by the way all our shows are recorded uh so some you know this is a live show if somebody was listening through the internet they could always call in at 347-215-8709 after the show's done uh, i'm on facebook and if you google the cancer answer show arnie levine you'll you'll find uh, Blog Talk Radio is where our shows are recorded. Uh, I post those on Facebook. Uh, so either way, find me, Arnie Levine, on Facebook. And then you'll be able to listen to this show. Um, you know, you could share the link. Uh, and I'll make sure, you know, we link to each other to be able Perfect. to. So you have access to, you know, let your friends listen. And um, so it's it's a good way to be able to preserve the opportunity of what you do and share it with others. Um, 
But your five-year mark, congratulations on that. That's a big milestone. Yes, it is. On our previous shows, uh, the topics that I cover uh, more than one time or that we we cover, being me and Stevens, uh, a lot of times that is talking about family because the experience that I had, uh, I've been through three different times of chemo treatments and uh, whether it's the first time, second, or third, the first time is it doesn't matter. By the time I do the third time, it's just as tough as the first time. So having to go through it, I give you a, a lot of credit for going through that because it takes everything you got. Or it's one thing to deal with cancer, and another thing to deal with the treatments, which has to kill the cancer. And unfortunately, yep. they poison us, and then they resurrect us from the dead. <laughs> so to speak. How, how do, yeah, how do yeah. they do that? Yeah, I started What's out. That? I start, How did they do that? One ninety, they... got down to one hundred and thirty pounds. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's a big problem. Is about eating. Oh, Stephen, you just joined the show. Welcome. Who's no, I've, no, I've been, lis- I've, I've been listening. <laughs> oh, he was a listener. Well, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I, I tried to talk, but uh, you guys are so well into it right there. I'll just be a listener right now. So, <laughs> well, Stephen, co-host. The... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but so, yeah, so we've had shows and talking about being able to, um, it, so one of the important things for the audience to know and for all of us is that when we are going through the biggest challenge, the biggest concern that we have is we're, we're like, I don't know what the, it's like, almost like a fetus, fetal, fetal position where we're tightening our fists sometimes people don't see it, but you're clenching because you're trying to endure the uh, the side effects and everything like that and protecting the family and friends from seeing how sick you are. It's an instinct yeah. that, that happens. And sometimes when I meet uh, fellow survivors that, or that are Miller treatment, uh, it's always acknowledge your family around you, love you. And they, they, you know, it's like they, they don't want you just to be a tough guy. They want you to, you know, share with them and be open. So when you said that, I, I understand it, it, you are living for them, basically, that they are the ones that inspire us um, to do that. So I congratulate you on that, Chad, uh, especially Thank when you. it's uh, in your throat and dealing with that. You know, it's, it, it's, it is very challenging. Thank God you're able to be on the show and speak. Literally. Yeah, same man, yeah. It was it was a time, that's for sure. So so you uh got to join the uh which we don't want other people joining, the stage four club. Um there is no stage five. <laughs> it's stage I, four I actually you're here. Yeah. I'm in the medical <laughs> field and even when he told me that, you know, you have stage four cancer, I'm like, How many stages are there? And he says, There's four, so um, so I said, is it bad? <laughs> he said, well, it's kind of bad. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, it was, it's definitely your mind just flowing everywhere, you know, to, to get centered took a, took a few days. That's for sure. Well, you know, I get confused. Is DEFCON 5 the good one or is DEFCON 1 the good one when there's a emergency military alert? Uh, but yeah. in, in cancer stage one is a baby level uh well you could do this you've got a medical background so it just you go ahead you're, you're probably more experienced ever than me yes unfortunately yeah four-time cancer survivor so 
Um, same cancer. It's non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, first time. Oh, Stephen, you're going to have to yeah. uh, take over. I'm going to call right back in. Just give me a anything. I'm going to call Steve, back are in. Still there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Hold on just for a yeah. second. I got a technical difficulty. Okay. I still got I'm still on the call, so electronics can't live with them and can't live without them. Yeah, we live in between both of them. That way we have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm back. I just oh, that's good. Yeah, uh, our producer Kalitha is on the behind the scenes there. I think she uh, she blew up my uh, my Bluetooth. Nah, that's a joke. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, my Bluetooth battery died. It does happen. Uh, anyway, so uh, stage one would be just catching, for example, when I would find. It, basically, the oncologist, which is the cancer doctor, uh, they will check you and feel, you know, for lumps. So just you've heard that with breast cancer. It's the same thing. When you're looking on the lymph nodes, uh, I, most of the time you either visually see it, and that's a late stage, or you could feel it where it's a tiny little BB or almost a pea size. Uh, a BB size is closer to a stage one, but it's usually got to do where it's, it's it's in a region of your body. Now, we're talking about non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I don't know the other cancers, but they seem to work similar. Well, they'll travel through a system. Uh, and then stage two is where it's just progressed more and more lumps or the size of the lymph node. And the lymph node is the nodes that create the white uh, blood cells to heal like burns and healing any types of infection part of the immune system. Uh, so when that lump gets bigger, it's relative stage two and three. Stage four is when it gets into the bone marrow. And did you get the luxury of doing a bone marrow test, Chad? Uh, they, they tested me, but I was fine there, yeah. Okay, well, the test is tougher than the results sometimes because the test, they take a core sample from your hip and it's it's I think the numbing is worse than the actual procedure, but uh, the numbing nobody ever likes the numbing stuff sometimes. So the uh, when they see that in your bone marrow, then you're at stage four and it's entered all the organs, or it could enter all the organs through the body. And um, so it's an amazing that you're here, and it's a blessing. Yeah. Thank God. So. Um, anyway, that's that's the levels of the s stages. So we don't want ever we want to catch stuff at the early stages. So I always recommend you find a hard lump. The soft tissue is usually not it. Check with your doctor if you find any lump, and they'll help you. But it's usually a hard kind of rock type of hard. Uh, but again, if any type of lump, always we're not. I'm well, uh, on the uh, medical side when we talk on the show. Me personally and Stephen, we're not professionals. We're just basically patients uh, with experience. Um, so anyway, that's the stage part. Um, as, okay, let's give Maya a chance since you're here. So uh, you have all kinds of challenges that you do at work. What kind of things do you suggest for people uh, when they are 
challenged by being told that they have to go to physical therapy. Uh, what do you recommend for their mindsets when they're dealing with a big challenge? Uh, how to, how, I you think know, for the best that- thing and the best thing and the hardest thing for people is communication. I I think they come in, they're in pain, they don't feel good, they don't want to be here, but it's hard for me to help you if you don't even want to communicate with me on what's going on. The more that you're open and honest about things that are going on, the easier it is for us to understand where the root of the problem is coming from and the easier it is for us to figure out a solution to try to help you feel better, whether it be pain, whether it be weakness, whether it be balance deficit. I mean, you came in with vertigo, so you were very miserable that day. (laughs) (laughs) Not laughing at it in a mean way, laughing at it, and now we've resolved that issue. So now we can look back and say, see, we got through that challenge. And it was, you just didn't want to feel like that anymore. And you had to wait to get in for therapy. So it was very frustrating for you. And when you finally got in, you were challenged by the fact that I said to you, okay, it's going to get a little bit worse before it gets better. So let's kind of work through this together. And you had to kind of take a deep breath and prepare yourself for it. And then after we had done the maneuver a couple times, you already noticed a difference. So patience and communication are really important. It's not something that we can fix overnight, unfortunately. I wish we had that magic wand because then we'd all be millionaires and probably retired by now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just trying to be consistent and we're here to work on it together. We're not here to try to make it more miserable for you. Well, um, you were, you're very accurate the way you described because uh, the pre this uh, the previous to the vertical was a series of medical challenges. The relapse it took to get diagnosed. Um, unfortunately, um, the doctors that I had previous to my new doctors. My new doctors at UCSD, which are excellent. UCSD has one of the largest cancer centers, more cancer center. It's a teaching hospital, but it, there's lots of technology, lots of experience, lots of money, and the, t- the students right along with the doctors. Unfortunately, I was at Kaiser. You guys don't have to say anything about it, but as a patient, when I was there, it took them about six months to get me into treatment. And I could have been at stage four or passed away at that point. Luckily, it was very slow, move, slow moving. Non-Hodgkin's could be fast and slow. There's two strains. And the strain I have is potentially for both, but the one that was active was slow. So I went through a lot of medical challenges over a year and a half. And when a new thing came up, the vertigo, I was very fearful and very out of control and didn't know if it was, you know, what was, what it was about, even though I knew about it, but it was something new that I had to deal with. And when you did do that, I trusted you. And that is something where somebody emulates that from their spirit and their heart and their soul. So that's an important thing, quality that Chad, you better keep her. (laughs) Trust me, I'm uh, because, because, <laughs> because it's a quality that allows the patient to surrender, and that's what I did. 
so I think that's a very important thing to surrender with confidence, but not surrendering like some people do with doctors when something's not right. You got to keep being an advocate for yourself to making sure you're getting taken care of. I could say that I had confidence going into physical therapy and when I have to go back that you guys always bring the bar, you know, where it should be and not as low as it was with that I had, for example, that I dealt with Kaiser. Of course, the physical therapy department was good, but the diagnosis is very important. When, you, when you're getting, catching di, uh, an early diagnosis is always important. Um, so that's the point that I was making with that. And, and people get fearful to even get diagnosed um, or to, to do physical therapy. Do you see that? where people give up on their physical therapy and they're too scared? That goes for you, whoever wants it. Yeah, I, I, I guess, yes, in a sense. I don't know that scared is the correct adjective that I would use. Uh, or not Resistant. adjective, but um, I, I think it's more by the time they get to therapy sometimes, they've already kind of been through the ringer and they're more just like, I can't keep doing this. I want some results. And I wish that sometimes we can see people sooner than we see them, because if that was the case, then we would have been able to get some results a little bit quicker, and it wouldn't have been so drawn out at that point. And people wouldn't be so angry and, and impatient. Do you, you know what I mean? Good point, because uh, that explains, when I was using fear, uh, it's like they're afraid of going on, I guess. Maybe that wasn't the right words, but you're right. It's it's a hesitation because you're, you're tired. I was tired. I, I was dealing with three, uh, that was three medical conditions by the time I got to you. and But I knew I needed physical therapy. I knew it worked uh, because it worked on a shoulder surgery I had before, and I just had to bite the bullet and go. But there are people that don't even go to physical therapy because you're right. They are tired. And what, so what's your words of wisdom on that? Or Chad, if you want to answer either, either one. I couldn't, I mean, I'm an advocate for it. So I'm, when you come in, I'm going to do the best that I can to be completely honest, open, and educate you as a patient and an individual, because I feel like that's important too. And just try to continue to be an advocate for it and try to use positive reinforcement. And that's the best that I can do. Unfortunately, there's only so much that I can persuade someone to do it. They kind of have to want to do it themselves also, which is it's a difficult challenge I think we come across on a regular basis. So, and so I think if you could go ahead. Yeah. No, I actually was going to ask you what your input because you have seven facilities. Yeah. And uh, this is one that we're talking about. How do you? Yeah. As, I, honestly, as a I think as as a patient, you need to be an advocate for yourself. You, if you think you need therapy, I think too many people, you know, they think they need it, but the doctor says, "Well, let's try this first. Let's try this first. Uh, you need to just really um, insist that they send you to therapy. The sooner, the better. There's so many diagnoses that we, if we get soon enough, it, it's it's a simple problem. But you know. You get a back problem, and, you know, they don't get into therapy for, you know, six months, and it, it becomes a, a bigger issue. So the sooner if you can advocate to your doctor, say, we need to get you, I need to get the therapy. I know it's going to help, and it, 
most things we can help if we get it soon enough. And the famous phrase that I think you've heard us say before, Arnie, that Rampton and I kind of say on a regular basis in this clinic is motion is lotion. (laughs) You know, the more you keep Um, moving, the more you keep your body and your muscles and everything lubricated and and it's just easier to keep moving. When you stay stagnant, things get dry and stiff and, you know, achy and so we always say that around here is motion is lotion, which is kind of a silly phrase, but we live by it. That's physically well, and mentally too. I mean, it keeps the mind healthy too, the movement. Hey, let me do an, another plug for you guys. Uh, what's the uh, best phone number if they want to call in and the website? Uh, the best number I would say was uh, 619-579-1625. And the website would be um, uh, www.nexuspt.com. Okay, nexuspt.com. That's easy. And, and that, uh, if you go to that website, it has all the, the locations. And we're, we're in San Marcos, Sports Arena, Poway, Chula Vista, uh, Mission Valley, Hillcrest, and El Cajon, where we're at today. Man, you got the whole county covered. Good for you. Well, we're trying. So how how do you as as an owner of these seven uh, physical therapy centers that you have, how do you keep the standard? Now I I've only experienced the the one on Hamisher and El Cajon. To me that's a very high standard, so I have a lot of a lot of faith when I go in. I'm assuming you're doing the same thing with your other six. So how do you maintain that high level of standards? You know, you, you got to find that one person that you can, you know, because I can't be here all the time. You got to find the one person you can trust and depend on that's going to follow through with with the protocols, with uh, morale, keeping keeping the energy level where it should be. Um, so, you know, that's always the key. It's always personnel. You know, luckily I, in El Cajon I found Maya. And I do have key people in each location that, uh, that keeps that standard for us. And you know it's always a challenge. You know you you have to go in and you know may you know keep an eye on things, but uh, it's it's a it's a constant job. You know when you're dealing with people. But I want to. Stephen, do you have any questions or input? Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned vertical. How about tinnitus? Have you done anything on that uh, research on tinnitus? Tinnitus. That's a good one. I have two gentlemen right now that I'm working with that have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a difficult one because it's something that sometimes we can help with and sometimes we can't. So it is important that they do follow up with another specialist like an ENT and they can do any additional testing to see if it has to do with hearing loss because we don't really do tests like that here and we don't have the equipment to do that kind of testing. But if it's something where it has to do with an inner ear issue similar to vertigo or a muscular issue or facial nerve, things like that, then we can try to recover it in that way. But there are lots of causes for, for tinnitus, so it's hard to kind of say whether or not it's something we can fix or not. Well, it is a mystery, it's, a, it's a mystery box above the ear, and they're, yeah, they're trying exactly. to figure out new prep pressure points on that little particular box on there and doing pressures and all these particular things right there because there's a fluid in there right there and it's not going out of the area 
and it gets blocked. There's like a little hole where it's this fluid supposed to go back and forth. And so they're trying to use pressure points, uh, pushing on the ear, uh, doing some things on the temple and stuff like that. I was just wondering if you guys were doing any uh, therapy pertaining to that. I'm not necessarily 100% familiar with it. I kind of got mm-hmm. a crash course while I was in school, but I don't see enough of the diagnosis where I kind of been able to hone in and do more research and and mm-hmm. become a better advocate for that. But I don't know if maybe someone at our other clinics might have more experience with that. I'd have to ask around. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's interesting. That's good. You brought that up because um, I happen to have the luxury of having tinnitus too. Uh, mine was uh, from the neurologist was, uh, was from the fight or flight of dealing with um, doctors and being not being diagnosed to getting to treatment. Uh, the doc- doctors said that the fight or flight is where the adrenaline uh, runs because you're in fear mode of survival. And the tinnitus I had was super heightened senses, uh, where my eyesight got super sensitive, so light bothered me. And the hearing got so acute to hearing, um, like, listening, you could hear, like, small sounds a lot easier because you're heightened listening, uh, that what happens is you start hearing the, the the ringing in the ears because you're hearing noise like white noise um do you do you guys have any experience with that type or is that too much of a neurological that you can't do physical therapy for um it's not too much it's just so i've been this clinic is more like an outpatient orthopedic setting so i don't see see a lot of that so i don't have as much experience with it I deal with a lot more like post-surgical injuries at work. I have a couple patients that have some neuro deficits, which is I'm seeing them post gunshot wound and uh, post polio, things like that. So I'm working with more of that kind of a population and that's kind of where I hone in and continue to learn more and do continuing add-on to see if I can benefit that population. That's typically what I see mostly here at this location. I got, we're, I got always trying to look, we're always trying to look for a therapy for the NIS because it's a really uh, a, a strange thing that is happening right there. And so I've been studying up a lot about it and stuff like that because Arnie's been kind of going through that and there are many other people. But there's all kinds of new methodologies that are coming out, and some of it works and some of it doesn't. But if you look comprehensively, like all the different therapies that are going on right there, and kind of like put them all particular together there, and of course the body is a magical mystery tour for most people right there, but really the function there of that ear aspect of it, which also is a vertigo and all the other special things so for balance. And But that... Uh, that's a good place to uh, to take a look at, and that's the, one of the areas that I study. And of course, I'm a you know an amateur scientist right here and biologist, so right there. So I was looking at that and saw, thought maybe you had some kind of a therapeutic aspect of it right there, and the new uh, new way of looking at uh, pressure points uh, on compressing that particular box and getting that seal because it's after a long time it seals up right there, and it's very difficult to unplug it. And so they try different what? pressure points in the ears. 
Well, what now you're your challenging biggest... me, and I always like a challenge, and I love puzzles, so I might have to do some research and get back to you yeah. on that, and maybe I'll have you come in and see if I can work some magic on you. Well, sure. try Google sure. it right there. and ten, uh, Go on Google, and you'll ten, uh, look under tinnitus, and there's all these therapies out there that people that are working on and stuff like that, and some are successful and some that it's not and stuff like that. But, you know, it's another way of taking a look at something that, it bothers a lot of people, but a lot of people live with it. And, uh, you know, it's always a good uh, thing to say, like, you can discover a good percentage ratio of, uh, you know, doing a satisfactory of, of removing it. Uh, but, you know, the, to get it working again right there. So that's what the therapy we'll, we'll is. We'll have to do a show on tinnitus and, uh, on another show. But for this yeah. one, staying in point, let's, uh, my question to both of you, uh, Chad and, and Myas, is uh, what was the biggest accomplishment regarding a patient, the biggest challenge where you had the biggest satisfaction of making a difference? Uh, do you remember any particular story, uh, each one of you, you would like to share? Chad? Yeah, we, I do. I I, uh, I do have a patient up in uh, San Marcos that was. Uh, if you remember on the news a couple years ago, she was the shark bite victim. Oh she, yeah. Yeah. So she uh, third of her thigh. It was you know, it was surprising that she could move at all. But now all the only deficit deficit true she has is she has still a little foot drop, but she has knee flexion. She has extension. She has. I mean, it's amazing, and the bite is so deep, you can actually, the bone, her femur, you can touch. It's, so getting her to a point where she, you know, came in in a wheelchair, now she walks out with just a little AFO, it's, that, that, that's actually, it was, that's, it's always nice when you're making somebody better, and, you know, getting them back to, she's going back to the desert now, she's riding her quad, and it's, it's, it's nice to see her back into, she really hasn't got back in the ocean yet, but. She's back in living life again with her kids. So, well, that's that's pretty amazing. Uh, to the the point of it is, is you know not, you know people have challenges at the level of that that, and to be able to actually rehab themselves and with your support, of course, making it possible. Um, it the, there's a whole part of that that has to do with spirit, mind, and body, and um, uh, do, at that level, do you look at it at a spiritual level, or do you just look at it as you know, once one heart to another heart, inspiring them, or or both levels? But I think both levels. You know, I I know that I definitely get um, that therapy is so satisfying. I mean, when you, you 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 get paid, but you also make these people better. You get them. I I feel a spiritual lifting when I get it, but uh, emotional. Uh, when you get somebody comes in. Even as simple as when they come in with a, a terrible headache, uh, you know, their life, the whole day has just been terrible. You can see the agitation on their face. And when they leave, you've relieved that headache, and they can, they can breathe again. They can open their eyes again. It, it's, I mean, I just get uh, – I, I would like to say I would do it for free because it is that rewarding. And I, I would like to say if Maya would do it for free, but I don't think I'm going to talk her into that. Uh, does that mean – does that mean I don't have to pay you for all my therapy? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's um, okay now, okay now. <laughs> I, I got insurance. You're worth every penny of it. Trust, trust me on that. 
Um, so what about you, Myas? Do you uh what's your most memorable that you've done besides me? <laughs> <laughs> well I have to say yours was pretty cool in a weird way. I, I, I'm saying cool because it was cool for me because I think you were the only person since I've graduated from grad school that had textbook perfect vertigo and your eyes were bouncing all over the place and it was so cool to see <laughs> even though you hated it at that moment and I almost wanted to call Rampton over and be like oh my god come look at his eyes but I was too busy trying to hold your head at that time so and focus on your eyes and your breathing and keeping you with me that when we were done with that and how it wasn't bouncing around like crazy, like the first time it was just textbook. Perfect. So thanks for that. <laughs> well, I'm so glad to be your, your, uh, your accolade with, with the, with that one. But, um, besides, besides me, um, I think uh, I have to say there was a gentleman that I had seen post motorcycle accident, uh, fractured femur, came in in a wheelchair and it was a constant struggle with him because he wanted to get better, but it was one of those situations like we had discussed earlier. He also didn't really want to be with me <laughs> at the same time. So it was a constant struggle to convince him that he is going to walk again. And I got him from a wheelchair to a walker to crutches to a cane to eventually walking out of my clinic without any assistive device about a year later. And he asked me, so when can I get back on my motorcycle? <laughs> wow. And I that looked at him and I was like, I don't even want to hear that right now after all we've been through, but uh, we'll talk next time. And <laughs> then, yeah, it was, it was just a great transition to just see him go from not even be able to put weight on that leg at all and not even be able to move it and how weak it was and his loss of sensation and just how everything had regained over that period of time with my coaching and my motivation and trying to keep him driven to keep moving forward. Well, uh, time has gone so fast that we only have a couple of minutes. So, um, I give you guys like uh, roughly about a minute uh, to share any final words of wisdom. Uh, we got your website, which is Nexus. Uh, do it again for me. Your website is uh, Nexus PT, like physical therapy dot com. Oh, that was easy. I almost was going to add something, so it's PT. Okay, <laughs> Nexus PT dot com. Okay, and uh, any words of wisdom that you guys got to sum up the show? I think, same as how this is about cancer, I, I think that I would like to, uh, you know, I think that as therapists, we could help a lot more cancer patients than, um, than, than come to us. I know they're, you know, during the chemo, the radiation, things are tightening up, things are, the fatigue. Uh, I would like to encourage people to maybe look at that avenue when they're going through that and maybe why they're even going through the, the treatment as opposed to afterwards, after they already have the frozen shoulder or the, the, the bad back before, from laying around. So, I mean, I would try to encourage people with cancer to try out your local therapist because we can keep things from shutting down on you. 
I, that's one of the important things was what I did was, uh, even though it was difficult as you know, is I walked, uh, I started out running and then as the treatments pile up and accumulate, it wound up just walking like, it was like walking on, uh, you know, on Jupiter where the gravity is like really heavy, but that oh, kept yeah. me going. So yep. I, I agree that physical therapy would make a tremendous difference to keep you in shape. Because you got to be in shape when your body's getting attacked by the treatment. Yes, you do. Uh, and we do have pool therapy at the El Cajon location. So even if you're just really weak and don't think you can do much on land, we can get you in the pool and just get you moving. And sometimes that just helps in itself. Well, that's the end of our show. The show's been sponsored by countyproperties.net, local real estate company. Thank you guys very much for being on the show, Steve and Myas and Chad. You guys did awesome. Thank you. And, Thank you. And yeah, you thanks, will, thanks all. Thanks you, all. You, you will be public record. For record. <laughs>